0: on Local Now, Channel
1: 525.
2: This program was recorded to air at this time. Welcome to a special edition of Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's the 2022 4M State Championship Preview Show as the Apopka Blue Darters head to Fort Lauderdale, kick off Saturday night at 7. And now, here's
3: Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. Program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ballplayers, coaches, and alumni. Sponsored by Community Health Centers of Central Florida, Topaz Clinical Research, Florida Door Solutions, and of course, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and the great people at Burn Fed Orlando. We're com- I'm Roger Franklin Williams. We're pleased to be joined by a great group of Blue Darters, and we're coming to you from Porky's Original Barbecue. In And today's program will be exclusively a preview of the upcoming state championship football game in Class 4 Metro, which will, of course, kick off 7 p.m. Saturday night. And we'll have the pregame for you starting at 6.30 p.m., Joe Ferraro and I, right here on AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. In a moment, we have a great group of guests lined up to join us on today's preview show. And we look forward to hearing from Coach Jeff Rolson a little bit later in our program. We also look forward to being joined by former Blue Darter State Championship quarterback Zach Darlington. And we might just have a special Blue Darter from back in the day joining us later in the show as well. But right now, pleased to be joined by Athletic Director at Popka, Coach Aaron Crawford. Coach, thanks for coming up to
0: Horkies. Well, thanks for inviting me out. Uh glad to be on the show I think eight weeks ago when I was on last time I, I think the uh, optimism wasn't as high as it is right now as far as how far we've come this season. Uh, we were sitting right here and we were talking about uh, getting ready for the edgewater game and uh, yeah the the warm and fuzzy feelings weren't there yet and uh, as the season rolled on, I think that the guys kind of found their identity a little bit better and um, you know got got out of the injury bug for a little bit and they're rolling. That's a great point. I mean, six weeks ago, I didn't even think we were even going to make the playoffs.
3: Yeah, was... Now here we are playing in the state championship game. So that just goes back to, to what Coach Rick Darlington used to always say when we would ask him some questions and say, you know, about what do you expect, Coach, from the game? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows, yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's a great, yeah. You know, we, we, you know, we can speculate and all this kind of stuff, but you really—that's the great thing about sports. Yeah. You, you never know well, what, what's going to happen in, in the next ball
0: game. It's, a, it's an ultimate testament to uh, to Coach Rolson's crying towel award uh, <laughs> back in August. Yeah. <laughs> Very convincing job, and, yeah. absolutely.
4: <laughs> yeah, when, when he when that was going on, I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. He might have spun it a little bit to make it funny. But, yeah, it, he, he didn't stretch the truth at all uh, in winning that crying towel. And they just improved.
3: And this has been a very interesting team, and we look forward to talking about that uh, throughout the program today. And, friends, we're glad that you're joining us as well. And uh, we look forward to being joined by Zach Darlington. Um, and uh, so just let us know whenever Zach might be on the line. And until then, uh, I, we'll pick it up right there. But right, we're also pleased to be joined by Brian King. Former assistant baseball coach and assistant football coach at Apopka, Brian. Great to see you today. Thanks
1: for having me, Roger. It's always a pleasure to be uh,
3: invited to the show. Former Blue Daughter baseball player, of course, and you know, son of Phil King, our outstanding athletic director for many, many years. Um, John Anderson's joining us. Class of 1961, if I'm not mistaken, right? And uh, John is uh, you know, was uh, in school during another great year of Apopka Blue Daughter athletics. You know, I just was uh, you know, messaging back and forth with John Anderson, and um. You know, I talked about this, this game, this road to Fort Lauderdale for the state championship it reminds me of the Coach Joe Sterling basketball era and how much excitement there always was when we were pretty much a perennial, um, you know, part of this, the state tournament every year in basketball. But, um, what, you know, why don't we pick it up? I have this announcement I'd like to share with you from our friends and our sponsors about Topaz Clinical Research. Topaz Clinical Research in Apopka is enrolling patients for clinical trials now. Insurance is not required, and you're paid for your time and travel. Visit them at topazclinicalresearch.com or give them a call at 407-703-4342. That's 407-703-4342. And if you're 50 years or older, you qualify for a free memory screen. Call today or visit topazclinicalresearch.com. And, you know, that was one of the things I think that's interesting about this team is that you just have a bunch of gritty – gritty guys, I mean, that are football players first. Um, and what I mean by that, you know, we have a, you know, a, you know, a few players that were cu- are coveted by the colleges and some of them are already committed. We'll talk about some of those later. But I think the rank and file players, some of these guys aren't even college prospects. Some of our best players, you know, but um, just because of the size and all that kind of thing. But they're just they're outstanding high school football players. And I think that's really been a, a key to the, the, the way the season has unfolded. John, yeah, Roger, I, I,
4: and you can say that about the Apopka program in general. Um, a lot of, you know, you think back on all a lot of the teams. Yeah, there's been Chandler Coxes and Martez Ivys, and and you know, way back in the day, Rodney Brewer, Sammy Smith, some big names. But and we uh, have Caven Call this year. Yeah, of course. and 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 there's four guys who are going to sign. Uh, but um, it's it's just there's that underlying. I'll call them role players. I, that's not the right term, but it's the best I can come up with. You know, a guy like Rashad Watson. I mean, that dude, if you had 22 Rashad Watsons, you're going to win a, a exactly. whole lot of football games. And, I mean, you know, dual he's threat. He's th-
3: not, not a college prototype by, by any means. No, he
4: could he could play small college somewhere just because he's a good ball player. But physically, no, he's not going to he, – he meets none of the metrics. For for high for uh, high end college football, but boy is he wonderful on the high school football field, I, you know, and, and whether it's running the ball or playing linebacker, and and I mean you don't In get special, many special teams. Here. Yes, absolutely. You don't get many two way players, uh, and I know he's not on the offense all the time, but you don't get too many two way players at this level even today, and uh, you, those are the kind of kids that you need. To have a successful program this this Apopka program year in year out has those kind of kids
3: I'd just like to say one more word about Rashad Watson exactly because I was actually just thinking about all this last night and the improbable victories that we've had to make it this far, and there are at least five I could count off the top of my head where we came from behind in some cases came from behind late in the ball game, um, but you know and you know, I was thinking Rashad Watson, specifically him specifically, is a huge factor. In those wins and us getting here, but as you said, a bunch of other guys are very similar to him, but, but talking about back to him specifically, he is one of, certainly one of the most versatile players Apopka's ever had. He might even be the most when you start thinking about everything that he does. You know, basically, his, he's listed as a quote-unquote linebacker, and he's an outstanding linebacker. Um, and tackler, if I'm one of the leading tacklers, if I'm not mistaken, in the region, if not the leading tackler. But then, as you said, he 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 runs the ball at, at running back on offense. He scored some key touchdowns uh, this season running the ball on offense. He's a phenomenal special teams player. He's got you know uh, numerous block punt block punts, and he's intercepted passes and recovered fumbles and caused fumbles. So you know the guy is just out there everywhere, um, making positive things happen for Popka. And as I said that kind of effort. Um, is personified by by the rank and file members of the nuts and bolts members of the team. Well, I, I can say that
0: he's a good kind of indication of what the the culture is in the locker room, um, and that's coming directly from the coaching staff. The, these these coaches are are passionate and they love the kids. They get the most out of the kids, and um, you know this kid will run through the wall, you know, for these guys and Uh, I think Jeff's done a really good job surrounding himself with some really high football IQs as far as the coaching staff, and I think the kids are able to to really learn the game of football, and um, I think that's a major difference when you come down the pike against some of these other schools that don't necessarily have that on their sidelines. Um, They're not getting smarter every day. They might be athletic, but they're not learning to read from both sides of the ball and, and make adjustments during the games like our kids do. That's I think a... the
1: other thing that's really important to that, too, though, is you talk about the culture and the, the versatility of guys. Having been to, to three previous consecutive Final Fours and two state championships, it creates that in the locker room amongst kids. Guys say, hey, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that we win. Uh, and that's that's been the best team's uh, in multiple sports, that Popka High School's had over its long, valued history, is people that says, "Hey, man, no matter what it takes, that that's what I'm willing to do for the good of the team, and maybe not the good of the individual." And well, I, I think that those trips to the finals make a difference in that too.
0: Well, and, and two weeks ago, when we're down 21-6 going into the fourth quarter, you look at our sideline. There wasn't a worry in the world. those guys were still cool, calm collected they knew they had a job to do and they just executed a little bit better in that fourth quarter to be able to come up on top uh, of that game uh, and that's again nothing nothing short of a, a great testament to Jeff uh, and the coaching staff and these kids that are just I mean working their tails off every single day to represent this community and, uh, and hopefully you know come back with some hardware.
3: Like to pick up you know along those lines too as well, specifically what coach Crawford was saying about just the the teaching aspect of coach Rolson and, and his assistant coaches is that as i 've said this you know many times, both on and off the air i don 't know of any coach who's better who's, who has a track record of stopping the run. More so than Coach Jeff Rolson, that goes all the way back when his early days as defensive coordinator for you know, when Coach Darnold was a head coach, and and the more I learn talking to people like Brian that are closer to the program, it's just because he has first of all a comprehensive view, um, holistic view if you will of defense specifically, but also these guys teach the fundamentals uh, relentlessly. I've heard that from other coaches about how Coach Rolson and Coach Anderson, specifically the defensive line coach, really teach the fundamentals of, of each position, each player, what they need to do to fulfill their specific role.
0: Well, John John mentioned it a few weeks ago, uh, just how hard Matt Anderson works as a, as a defensive line coach. And, and the kids get smarter uh, when they play for him.
3: Well, we're up on our next break, our first break. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and then we'll continue with our A Popka Blue Darter Road to the State Championship preview on Blue Darter Sports Central sponsored by Topaz Clinical Research and by Community Health Centers and a little bit later in a few minutes we look forward to being joined by Coach Jeff Rolson and then who knows maybe we might hear from from some former Blue Darter greats on our program as well. Before we go to that break of course I want to give you this word from our friends and our sponsors over Topaz Clinical Research. Topaz Clinical Research is enrolling patients in a clinical trial for OCD If you're experiencing OCD symptoms and your current medication is not working for you, then you may qualify to participate in a clinical trial at Topaz Clinical Research. Call them today at 407-703-4342 or visit topazclinicalresearch.com. We'll be right back.
2: Special edition of Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams, the State 4M Championship Preview Show. And now here's Roger.
3: Friends, welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming here from Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. We're glad that you're joining us for this Apopka Blue Darter Road to the State Championship Football Preview. We're joined by a great group of Blue Darters here at Porky's. Joe Ferraro, of course, is here. Athletic Director Aaron Crawford is joining us. Brian King, former Blue Darter football and baseball assistant coach, former Blue Darter baseball alumni, and John Anderson, distinguished former Apopka Blue Darter alum, and John Perry, unfortunately, does, has had to leave us, but uh, we'll continue uh, to talk about a preview show here right now. And then a little bit later, we look forward to hearing from Coach Rolson in a few minutes. And um, what don't we uh, pick up with that the, the theme, just of uh, the teamwork theme? You know, and I, one, one thing, one more I think I'd add about the defense, particularly, because our defense has really carried us this season, along with the, the, the huge plays consistently on special teams, is that. This, this defense particularly reminds me, um, and being an old school guy, I remember vividly the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins, and of course the 1973 team in well, which repeated as the Super Bowl champions, and you know that team, literally their nickname uh, for the defense was literally the no-name defense, because they had no stars on defense at all, most fans had never even heard of most of these guys, they were mostly free agents, uh, teams that had been traded or cut by other teams, that kind of thing, unheralded players, and they just um you know stopped everybody, but and and they they did it in unspectacular fashion, basically they just every every man just did his job, basically, all eleven guys pretty much every single play just executed their assignment and it wasn't anything that was a uh, you know dramatic or spectacular looking but they just got, went out there and got the job done game after game after game and after it was all over they had the only undefeated season in NFL history and that, this defense kind of reminds me of, of that kind of a, that kind of a approach to playing there's no, no real uh, you know, we, uh, the exception of Kevin Call, who's just you know you know off the charts, you know, and he is an eye-test guy. He is you know an outstanding athlete as well as an outstanding football player. But most of these guys are pretty unassum- unassuming guys. They're not big guys. They're not you know super athletic guys. They're just
0: outstanding football players. I think it you know it comes down to the proper coaching technique. The kids hit hard, and you know week in and week out, you can see around the third quarter, midway through the third quarter, we start to wear out offensive lines. And the running backs from, from these schools, that think they're going to move the ball on us. And, uh, you know, they don't see that week in and week out. Uh, a lot of these schools want to run the spread offense where they're not actually, you know, going head-to-head. Um, but when they get when they get you know hit by a freight train, it, it wears them out.
1: Well, I think the other thing on the defense, we talk all the time about what a great job Matt Anderson does with the defense line. The other thing this team does is tackle. You know, and that's a testament to all the defensive coaches. They just don't miss many tackles on this unit. I mean, and again, as Coach Crawford said, it goes back to technique, technique and toughness. And those are both learned traits. Technique and toughness are both learned traits. And I think that's something this team does
3: really, really well. I think that's a great point. I'd like to continue to, to talk about that because, you know, football has evolved I would say very dramatically over the last few years really because it wasn't that long ago that pretty much most high school teams were um, primarily r- run oriented teams well you know today that shifted pretty dramatically almost everybody you see is running the spread offense which and I know some coaches don't like this word but I think it applies it's it's more of a finesse uh, approach to football exactly and what I mean by that is if if you're throwing the ball a lot but the national average in high school for com- completion rate is about 50% So, okay, so if you're throwing half your plays or passes or maybe more than half like a lot of teams are, um, you're not completing, uh, you know, half of them. Most teams aren't. Well, well, nobody hits anybody in that case. I mean, you might have a little bit of a pass rush or something. The guys on each other bang you know, on the line, bang. But, but they're, they're no, there's nobody being tackled if, on an incomplete pass. Where in a run-oriented offense, you've got three or four or five guys you know, colliding on tackles every single play. And that's not including all the guys that are blocking and, and getting blocked and fighting off blocks. And you've got eleven guys, you know, 10 or 11 guys basically in a, on a running play. That are making contact with each other. I mean, essentially twenty twenty guys making contact with each other. So my my point is, uh, Popka's got that old school, hard nosed approach to football. Now everybody knows, I think by now that I'm an advocate of the single wing offense. Um, we don't really need to o- overemphasize that on today's show, but um, I think the single wing plays right into that because it's an old fashioned, physical, hard nosed you know n- hit you you know hits you hard kind of an offense. And most high school teams today have evolved. A, you know, are, Aren't, aren't playing that kind of football. Uh, again, I think that's a tribute to
1: to Coach Olson and his staff, but the kids too for buying in. Because I, I know, and I don't want to speak for Coach Olson, but I, I'm sure he's disappointed because I know he's lost some guys, and I know the spread's intriguing because you know what? That's what the kids want to be in. They're they're told from Pop Warner on at home every day that If you want to go to college, you got to score this many touchdowns, to catch this many passes, and you got to make all these dramatic plays. And that's just that's that's a, that's not a fact. That's a that's an untrue statement. But to keep the kids here and keep them coachable in in what Jeff's doing, again, is a huge attribute to the staff that Coach Olson's put together. And of course, you couldn't do that without the administration and Coach Crawford and uh, Mr. Hines uh, helping. Find those guys, but I, I think that's again a huge uh, attribution attribution to the staff and the kids to buy into that because they hear all the time you got to catch this mean passes you got to run outside and when you're when you're hammering away at them hammering away at between the tackles
0: in the fourth quarter it makes a difference. Well, it, Coach Crawford, there's just been you know so much emphasis at other schools on on getting involved in seven on seven. We, we don't see that at Apopka. Uh, I think that we run a different style, and um, skills kids are great, right? And, but, again, you said it, it's more of a finesse game. It's, it's no touching, no, no contact, doing a lot of thud drills. You know, the O-line doesn't have to work as hard. And, again, that goes back to what I was saying earlier is when we've got a defensive line that has good technique and they're making people work hard, those O-linemen get worn out. They they, they start missing doubt. their assignments. They start missing their blocks. You start getting a lot of flags for holding, and, you know, it, it just helps us out. When we can get free yardage, you know, um, toward the end of a game, it's, it's, it's priceless. Yep. You know,
3: I, I agree. I think that's one of the real fundamental keys to our success this year especially, but, you know, over the years, but especially this year, and again, it's not pretty. It's not trendy. It's not the fashionable thing. But Popkin's not a trendy town. We're not a trendy community. We're not the cool kids. You know, Lake Mary's the cool kids. Lake Brantley's the cool kids. You know, Winter Park's the cool kids. You know, well, look what, you know, Who won who won those football games? Sorry, you know, and and who, cool who who kids. usually wins those football games? You know, you know the, the gritty, hard nosed, blue collar work ethic. Yeah, uh, hitting hitting hard, practicing hard, uh, kids are, are
0: winning those football. Yeah, games. And, and we've seen it, it looks really cool on film uh, when you're running a spread or uh, an RPO. Um, but at the end of the day, if if you're not playing the last game in December, eh, you know what are you doing it for? Um, you know, and, and again, to what Coach King said, a lot of these kids are being sold the idea that hey, we'll get you good film, and that'll get you to college. But the reality is you've got to have the work ethic to stay there. You know, you might sign uh, a letter of intent in December or in February, but if you're not playing on that team in two years, what was the point of all of it?
3: And I'll even add to that a, a real-world practical thing that I'm sure a lot of these kids aren't hearing is in these spread offenses, the reality of it, if you watch it very closely, there's literally one or two featured receivers. A lot of teams, there's one featured receiver. Um, in fact, you know, another thing that not a lot of people talk about is that – um, um you know, um, a lot of high school ke- ke- teams, you know, catching the ball. Not every great athlete has good hands. Uh, you know, uh, I see a lot of teams that don't even have two guys that can catch the ball well. Certainly, don't have three or four. Um, so, so. But my 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 point is, is, is that I think I forgot my point, but uh, about about the spread offenses is that is that. Okay, if you're a kid in the spread offense, and you're the you might oh wow I'm the third receiver I'm the fourth receiver I get to look good out here at wide receiver and you know, blah 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 well you're, you, the reality is you're not if you if, if somebody did this, and I would urge somebody to do a statistical you know analysis of this if you're the third or fourth receiver in the spread offense you're not get, you're not seeing too many balls yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the reality and, and no no coach, coach in the spread offense is
0: going to tell that to you well and and you know um you know when you look at defensively. If if those outside receivers aren't used to getting physical, um, you know, when they get to college, what are they going to be doing?
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. And Coach Rolls is on the line. Let's go to him right now. Hey, Coach, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Coach Jeff Rolls, Coach Aaron Crawford is here joining us. Brian King is here. Of course, Joe Ferraro and John Anderson representing for the a popular Blue rider class of 1961 is here, and they had some great teams back in that era, too. And, Coach, we were just kind of talking about the, the nature of this year's team, just the grittiness of it, you know, the, the, the fact that a lot of these guys aren't necessarily spectacular so-called athletes or, or whatever, but uh, just the, for lack of a better word or analogy, blue-collar work ethic uh, that this football team has. Can you just speak to, like, the character of your team and the, and the makeup of the team from your perspective?
5: Uh you know they, they, all you need to say about them really is they're a pop kid, so they're tough, they're physical, you know they give great effort they're 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 gonna do the best of their ability what you ask them to do, coach them to do um so you know we would train them we would not trade them. There's a lot of people that that have a lot more uh, athletic looking teams skilled whatever, but you know we win by doing things different and uh we're
3: going to continue to do that as long as I'm here. Well, Coach, we're going to take a quick break. And by what I mean quick, I mean like a minute or two at the most. Yep. And then we'll we'll be right back with Coach Jeff Rolson. We're coming to you from Porky's in the heart of downtown Apopka of on today's edition of Blue Daughter Sports Central, which is a Road to the State Championship preview show about Apopka Blue Daughter football. And before we go to that break, I want to let you know that and give a big shout out to our friends over at Community Health Centers of Central Florida for their support of our program, this program, and for Apopka Blue Daughter Football Sports Broadcast. Community Health Centers was founded in Apopka in 1972. And since that time, they've come to grow to 15 locations, all serving the people of Central Florida with affordable, quality health care. And before we go to break, of course, I want to give a big shout-out to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando and thank them for their support of our Blue Daughter Sports broadcast and also let you know that they've been voted best chiropractor for now 11 years in a row. We'll be right back.
2: Join us for special coverage of the 4M state championship game, Saturday night. Pregame at 630. We'll have the kickoff at 7. And welcome back to a special Sports Central. High School Football Preview Show. Here's Roger Franklin-Williams.
3: Sponsored by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. I want to let you know, of course, that the high school ball players and the dedicated coaches you hear on Blue Darter Sports Central are supported by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution, and you can find them at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Now let's go back to... A Popka High School coach, Coach Jeff, excuse me, Coach Jeff Rolson. And you now, Coach, can you, um, I guess, kind of to pick up, you know, what, the, what we were talking about when we took break? Is is the, the the team this year has had, you know, numerous dramatic come from behind victories. I can think of five, literally, right off the top of my head. Um, O'Coy the first game of the season came from, you know, got down twelve to nothing, won thirteen to twelve. Lake Brantley, we were down 13 to nothing late in the first half. Lake Mary was a back-and-forth game during the regular season. We were behind uh, until, like, the last possession of the game. Uh, of course, Stanford Seminole, we won on the last-second field goal. The, the semifinal game most recently versus Palm Beach Central, down 21-6 to six late in the game. C- can you just uh, speak to, um, I don't know, the, 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 the nature of the team that um, – you know these guys were able to, to have these great uh, comeback wins and, and hang in there under adverse, difficult circumstances. Some of these games were on the road. Yeah,
5: like cardiac kids, they you know they don't they don't look at the scoreboard. They they just go out there and play hard. You know they believe in themselves. They believe in their teammates. You know, they know that you know if you if you if you continue to play uh, hard physically, um, good things are going to happen for you. And it doesn't it may not be right away, but you know, we, we, we know it's 48 minutes of football and over it's an overtones over. And, you know, we've lost games in the past that we felt like we had won. And so I think this team has done as good a job as any that we've coached as far as finding a way to finish. You know, so it just speaks to their uh, determination, their perseverance, and their, their mental, mental toughness.
3: Coach Crawford, or Brian, or John Anderson, or Joe, you have a question or comment for Coach Rolson?
0: Well, so Coach, I had mentioned earlier, and I think I had mentioned to you earlier in the year, um, just about you know the 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 composure of the coaching staff and the kids in those adverse situations, and um, you know when you see a calm sideline um, with coaches that are just kind of focused, it I think it helps the kids maintain their focus as well and not get to a point where they're overreacting and, and they're trying to, to do too much. And 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 I can't speak enough of how awesome you guys are at doing that as an entire staff. I appreciate well, you know, that. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry.
5: No, I just I appreciate it. You know, we, we get after our kids. We're louder and more vocal in practice than we are in game night. Game night's not a time to get, get crazy and, and be frantic, you know, because that – that's not going to inspire confidence in in your kids. So we, 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 we jump all over and we're loud practice, but game night, you got to be calm. You got to coach because they got to make adjustments. They got to believe in what you're telling
1: them. I was going to say, I did not so much a question coach. I just want to tell you from a community standpoint, you know what? Everybody in this community is really, really proud of what you guys have done, uh, in your four years, not just this year. And, uh, you know what? I, I I know in every community there's always some people uh, that that pull against you, but for the for the majority of the people in this community, coach, we're pulling for you this weekend, and uh, we uh, we want you guys to bring home a state championship, buddy.
5: We we really want to win, you know, and, and you know, God's good, and the sun's going to rise on on Sunday, and we'll we'll have a, a championship or, or we won't, but I believe we can do it. I believe our kids believe we can get it done. Really excited today, you know, we're going to have our team picture, we're going to cook out for the kids, we've got a signing, we're going to dedicate our our upgraded, updated weight room facility to, to your father, Phil King, so special man, and long overdue
3: for him to be recognized.
1: Well, our family really appreciates that, Coach.
3: Well, Coach, I appreciate you joining us for a few minutes. I know you got a lot more important things to do than to talk to us, but uh, do appreciate you sharing a few thoughts with us about the game. Uh, best wishes. Yes, sir. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you Saturday evening, at Dry Pink Stadium, in Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Columbus. I, you know, I was looking at them a little bit, and they are obviously pretty awesome looking team. I'm pretty much everybody we've played uh, in the playoffs over you know every year is, is pretty awesome looking team. Um, but, I mean, one thing that jumped out to me about them was the f- fact that they've got uh, tw- you know, more passing yards than rushing yards. they got approximately 2,600 passing yards, t- uh, uh, approximately 2,100 rushing yards, which obviously is very good balance. Uh, one thing that really got my attention was that they their quarterback has over a 72% completion percentage, which that's just astronomical for high school. Um, and they've got uh, over thirty touchdown passes, something like thirty six touchdown passes, if I'm not mistaken, or in that in that uh, neighborhood. I mean, th- those are uh, you know kind of scary passing stats.
0: Yeah, and I, I got to look at a little bit of their film with uh, with Coach Olson and, and the guys, uh, you know, in passing. And the, the kid has a good little arm. Um, throws a tight little ball. Uh, got some pretty skillful receivers. I think there's there's two guys that are. Uh, uh, that are that are pretty valuable to them, and they've got a pretty good little running back that helps them balance.
6: Does he
3: run much?
0: I, I want to say they're definitely the, the quarterback.
3: Yeah, he, yeah. The quarterback's got uh, t- about twenty five, twenty six hundred passing yards. He's got about two hundred rushing yards, so he he can run it if he has to. He's not a quote unquote running quarterback necessarily. Yeah. Um, now, coach, I haven't seen any the film on them. Are they? Um, What's their passing game like? I mean, seventy-two percent completion percentage seems to uh, indicate maybe short, short passing game, but you know, yeah. d- not necessarily. A lot of what I saw
0: was you know going to the outside, um, trying to dump it over the top. They have a couple of guys that run, run a you know slants and, and go over the middle, but those are kind of few and far between. Um, just, I mean, they've got some a couple of guys on the outside that I think you know, six-one-six-two receivers that might be problematic for us. Um, but no, and to, to kind of go to, to the quarterbacks uh, running is it's more of an escape, not a a planned run uh, like you see with a lot of these uh, NFL quarterbacks that are coming up now, like uh, you know, uh, you know Jackson and uh, and Mahomes. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what? The two things I think that are important there is, unless something <laughs> just crazy happens, we're not going to get out of our rush lanes to give him a chance to run. So, so I think that's a non-factor. And I think we've been so physical and athletic up front, um, even though maybe a little bit smaller, we've been hard to block against these people that want to throw the ball. And, again, they've played 14 games and they're scoring 38 points or whatever it is and giving up six. I, I think what you'll see, again, is in the fourth quarter, when it gets down to you've got to make a play, they're not going to be as prepared as our kids are. One game coaching-wise, training-wise, as Coach Rolson called it, but two, having been out there and done it five or six weeks in the regular season or in the, in the 14-game season, it, it, again, makes a huge difference that late in the playoffs because, as Coach, said, um, Coach Crawford said earlier, about feeling like you have to do something, high school guys get like that. Their heartbeat goes up. And when your heartbeat goes up, man, you make mistakes. And, well,
0: and we saw that, that last offensive possession against Central when, uh, when their quarterback had already thrown a few good balls during that game. Yeah. He threw four, four incompletions, yeah. and they weren't even close. close.
3: Yeah. It's different than most of the high school teams out there now. And what I mean by that, uh, probably more tough, hard-nosed, uh, challenging practices, uh, more of a run-oriented offense still these days. Emphasis, like Brian said, on tackling, on f- blocking, tackling, hard-nosed fundamentals, as opposed to seven-on-seven type, uh, more finesse football activities. So, um, and all that, um, you know, it, playing a very difficult, challenging schedule uh, every year in and out. Those are all things that um, you know are, are, are part of the equation. The, the
1: other thing too on the score part of it too is, and and it's the generation we're in, and Coach Crawford was just talking about. We don't. Have as lopsided victories as other people because Jeff doesn't just doesn't run the score up. He plays his second unit kids. He gets his backups in the game, where a lot of other places, man, if if they if they got a chance to put their foot on your throat and try to embarrass you, not just not just put your, their foot on your throat, but try to embarrass you, they'll do it, and that's out of line.
0: Well, and and he shortens the game. Yeah, you keep the ball on right. the floor. And you keep that clock rolling, you're not going to have high-scoring games.
6: What's the most number of points we had in the game? I'm going to say thirty. Thirty-eight. That's our
1: highest.
0: Our our, our most points. Thirty-eight against sevens. Or uh, was it Olympia? I think Olympia. 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 Olympia, Yeah. uh,
3: But yeah, ball control is a huge part part of it, and that's one of the most undervalued aspects of of football is is ball control.
0: Well, I was going to say, I think we scored defensively and with specials against Olympia. So it wasn't just the offense. Right. So, you know, that, that's not the, the controllable, hey, let's run this thing up. Um, those are accidents that happen that, you know, we're, we're trying to force them. But um, at the end of the day, you know, uh, sometimes they just follow
1: your way. Well, and, and again, to Coach Crawford's point, too, I think this week, like probably the previous 14 weeks, we're going to be better on special teams than everybody else because we, our, the pocket staff coaches it. They get after it. The, there's some plan to it. They don't just spread punt and PAT in practice. There's a they they map it out and they've found weaknesses and things they can attack. And uh, you know what? I firmly believe every week that in a key part of the game, we're going to block a kick, whether it be a field goal or a punt. That makes you different. That's a great point. And, and the I think teams, we'll be think about you, absolutely.
3: You can see, uh, you can see that certain teams actually don't well, even ki- try to kick field well, goals in, in those certain circumstances because they're concerned about that.
0: Well, we had the the one the one play that got called dead against Central when we had the uh, the punter, punter get stripped yeah. and we, we took it in for six and they they called it back and you know called forward progress and you know those kind of things you know we're gonna have to live with but. Yeah, like you said, every every week we've got some sort of special teams block or we get a good return on a punt yeah. or a kickoff, and uh, and it's because they're disciplined. Again, they, it, they practice the hard.
3: Big aspects of Coach uh, Rolson's uh, emphasis on coaching. Um, and I'll say one quick thing before we go to the break, <laughs> back to the passing game and, you know, you know, people talk about we're going to lose people because of passing. And that's a myth. I mean, that's just not even accurate. But for it, and it's, so what if you do? Because look at what we've come up against. I mean, you, there's probably not a better or many better quarterbacks, if there are any um, in Florida, pass passing quarterbacks and the guy we played against last week versus Palm Beach Central. Who won, who won that game? Uh, Sanford Seminole. We've been beating them when they've got these high-powered passing quarterbacks. Lake Mary. Oh my God, what a passing game Lake Mary has! And they do. They got a beautiful passing game. Who who wins the games when a pop plays Lake Mary? So I mean, you know, that, that I think the I think you're the right. running game when you if you want to win football games is, is the way to, way to win in high school and, and for a pop But Anyway, we're so gonna go to a winning. quick break. And we'll be right back on Blue Darter Sports Central with our championship game preview. Please stay with us. And
2: hey, thanks for joining us for the special preview of the upcoming state championship 4M game with the Apopka Blue Darters and Miami Columbus. And now let's head back into our mobile Apopka Blue Darter Sports Central studios. Here's Roger Franklin-Williams.
3: Friends, welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. And welcome back to our 70. Apopka Football Road to the State Championship Preview Program. We're coming to you from Porky's original barbecue in Apopka, which is appropriate. They've been our host throughout the season, of course, and now going back years as we prepared for this s- s- state championship trip to Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Kickoff 7 p.m. Saturday, December the 17th. We'll be on the air, Joe Ferraro and I, with our pregame show starting at coverage at 6.30 p.m. And we're pleased to be joined at Porky's by a Pop Athletic Director, Aaron Crawford. Of course, Joe Ferraro is here joining us. John Anderson, representing for the class of 1961, is joining us. Former Blue Darter assistant baseball and football coach and former Blue Darter baseball alumni Brian King is here, and Samuel Saps has joined us as well. And uh, I do want to give you an update of uh, we've had, had some uh, technical difficulties we most likely will not be hearing or we won't be hearing from Zach Darlington, Zach, since his regrets. We look forward to catching up with him again soon. And um, But you know, let's just, as we continue, talk, let's talk a little bit more about, um, well, anything else that's on your mind, Coach uh, Crawford. Anything else you'd like to, to- Share or, or, or you know about the game coming up or anything else
0: um, you know just logistically obviously uh, it's a little bit different than a regular season game uh, tickets are available through ticketmaster that's the partnership that drive Pink Stadium has uh, down there in uh, Fort Lauderdale and then uh, parking is also through um, through an outside organization down there and it's going to be about twenty four dollars per car so just be prepared um, you can find all the information on the FHSA website under uh, the football tab um, you know, just looking forward to having a bunch of people from Apopka and, and around the Orlando area come down. Uh, I've gotten a lot of phone calls from other athletic directors and coaches around uh, Orange County that are sending their love and and uh, and love and, and wishes for us to to bring home the trophy. And uh, I hope that the Blue Dart Nation makes that trip down uh, to Fort Lauderdale to to support the kids. You know,
3: no, that's a great point. I'm sure they will. I don't think anybody travels better than Apopka. Either. We do travel very well. And uh, yeah, the, the the visitor's seats, uh, side was filled l- last Friday night at, at Palm Beach Central, and I'd like to. That's a great point too, because I want to you know, thank all of our other. Uh, Central Floridians who are pulling for the Blue Darters and are you know, engaged in this game. I've had just like you, I've had many calls, texts, emails from other from friends who are um, alumni, or supporters, or even coaches of other schools, and they're pulling hard for the Blue Darters. And I think that's another great part of our Central Florida, Greater Central Florida culture. Is you know, in the years when we're not there, if Stanford Seminoles there, we're we're pulling for them. If if uh, back in the day when Boone High School was state championship game, we we were pulling for them. So um, you know, that, that's uh, we, we welcome all of our. Our other uh, Blue daughter fans uh, for this game as well, well around
0: Central Florida. Well, and uh, you know Doug Patterson when he was the uh, the County AD uh of Orange County, and you know, started a, a little program called OCPS Rivalry Love, and it was it was based around hey we want to beat each other up on the field and 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 get good competition, but at the end of the day we need to love and support each other. We need to uh, help each other out because we're all kind of in the same boat. And I, you know, when you get to the to the last person standing uh for these things we we support each other all the way through um no matter what the regular season looked like uh between two game, you know two teams uh, when we get to this point everybody's showing their support they're, they're everybody's calling. one team yeah and every everybody's watching the huddle film and, and breaking it down and say hey did you see that they ran this uh you know take a look we we you know we got to see this once or twice and obviously uh you know we we know that our coaching staff has really good relationships around the county, around central Florida. Um, you know, we, we've got the one common opponent with, with Ocoee. They were able to give us some pretty good film. Um, so we will see how it goes.
3: And also, you know, I know, I'm going to leave some schools out here, but yeah, in recent years, Edgewater has been in a state championship game. We were you know, pulling for them hard. Jones has been a state championship game. Well, we were on board pulling for them. So, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, Great uh, that people around Central Florida rally around the teams that advance through and make it all the way to the state championship games, not just in football but other sports as well. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I, I think one of the things that's really cool, that especially from a community town and school like this, is uh, former Popka football and baseball player and coach Dave Brown uh, found a flight from Philadelphia uh, and flying in strictly for the game. And and that's, again, something that the community uh, being a smaller community and a, and a long-time one school community, um, I, I think is, is just really important and really different than other other communities. Well,
3: absolutely. And John Anderson from the class of 61 is, is representing here with us today. And in fact, Lehman Hall, you know, all state quarterback yep. from uh, the early 70s. Um, and, you know, of course, went on, he's in, now in the Army West Point Hall of Fame uh, because during his time as a. Uh, quarterback at Army, many people will remember he was one of the leading passers in the country in the top ten consistently and also left uh, Army with thirty-three, a total of 33 passing and total offense records. Anyway, Lehman is, is driving down for the game as well, and he'll be there at Drive Pink Stadium. Um, and so I you know, wanted me to give a, his regards to all the, the Blue Dogger fans as well. And, and, and John, since we have the benefit of having John Anderson here, uh, and I know there were some great teams. Coach Tommy Bolin back in the day was our coach, you know, who later went on was a head coach at Boone for a long time and had uh, great teams here. Can you talk about uh, just the, the atmosphere of Apopka football back in, in your day in high school in the early 60s, oh, late 50s, early 60s? They
6: called him the Apopka Flash. It's George Kevin. And he went on to be a little All-American. I think he played in the Little Rose Bowl in Pasadena. He did, yes. When he was in junior college. Then we had Bobby Manley, who started pretty much the Pop Warner football here in Apopka. We had Dan Goolsby, who was a good football player and a good baseball player, but he was the best basketball player. He went to University of Florida on a basketball scholarship. Uh, who else? We just lost one this le- this past couple of weeks. Sonny Kirk. You remember Sonny Kirk? Yes. He he tried to get on at Gainesville. And he's told a story that, I forgot who it was, some some Gator star on the line. And Sonny said they, at the first practice, he said, I beat him twice. I beat him twice. And I'm thinking, this is easy, right? And the third time, he woke up a little while later. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he didn't stay in Gainesville too long after that. But uh, we had some good teams. Keep uh, about who,
3: who the rivals were back in those days? Winter Park. I, I, said, I just said
6: a minute ago, we hated Winter Park. I don't even know if there was a Lake Mary High School. Lake Mary, no.
3: no, 84 it,
6: was Lake yeah, Mary When, was, when was Lake young. Brantley? Was there a Lake Brantley then? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Uh,
1: that started 72. in the, okay, yeah. I was going say that was right at the –
4: yeah.
6: Probably the only Seminole County school would have been Sam, Seminole High School or Sanford High School.
0: Uh, that and uh, I think Lyman was the second of us. Yeah, Lyman.
6: Uh course, Lakeview High School, which became West Orange. Yeah. Uh, yeah, West we, Orange, And we played we all of We played day. Leesburg. Mm-hmm. We played Coco. Wow.
3: Yeah, I think there were Wilford
6: only four House. high schools in Orange County. Then. Well, I was yeah,
0: gonna yeah gonna we, say, we were a
3: smaller school back in those days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Orange Orleans County
0: was, was smaller. Uh, Lake County had Claremont High School, Groveland High School, uh, Tavares Lees- and Leesburg. Leesburg. Yeah. So. But, and and, and you, you
3: mentioned before we uh, wrap things up, yes, both. Dan Goolsby and George Kevin, a unique thing about them, and it speaks to the, you know, once, again, the culture of Apopka High School Athletics is that uh, in 19, you know, they graduated in 1962. Right. Uh, foot, fall of 61 football team and basketball, 61 and 62. We won the state championship that year.
6: Basketball, Under yep.
3: coach uh, Joe Sterling. And then there was a, an event that was huge back in the day. It's, uh, I don't think it's uh, around anymore. The annual high school football all-star game for both football and basketball and it was played in August of the upcoming school year in Gainesville. And um, you know, it was you know, got a lot of attention statewide. Every kid you know, aspired to play in that game. Well, anyway, um, George Kevern uh, represented for us in the football game. He won the most valuable player award in the football game in the Florida High School All-Star Game. Dan Goolsby won the most valuable player in the Florida High School basketball game.
6: And if I remember right, I think George was just a kick returner in that game.
3: Whatever he did, he I got think, he was the most valuable player. So I think,
2: I think yeah. he ran, I think he ran yeah. two
6: or three punts back.
2: I think they need to bring that game back. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but um, and then the other thing is, I learned this actually from talking with Larry Gagner, who was a University of Florida All-American, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and was an outstanding player at uh, Seabreeze High School back in the day. And we played uh, Daytona Seabreeze in the Beach Bowl, which and this is back before they had playoffs. <laughs> this goes predates. Uh, foot playoffs and back in those bowl games were kind of a big deal in those days and um i, I remember this game uh, pretty i actually attended it when i was about three years old but anyway that <laughs> we had a great team in the fall of 61 with uh, george kevin dan goolsby many other great billy griffin a lot of other great players and um i did i knew we played seabreeze in the beach Bowl, and they beat us but i didn't realize according to larry gagner um who was playing for seabreeze that was the um the, uh, the, the mythical state championship game. That was billed uh, by the press and by uh, the media as the mythical state championship game. So before we were even advancing to state championship games through a, an organized playoff um, you know, process, we were actually playing in uh, you know, mythical state championship games and bowl games. So Anyway, just speaks to the history and tradition of the program.
1: I think talking about the history and tradition, too, is another cool thing for me. Uh, being a long-time pop guy is the number of former NFL guys we'll see this weekend uh, as we did last week in the Warren Saps James McKnight to Derek Clark um, that's that's really and it says something about again the community and the school um, uh,
3: great, uh, great, great Brandon Merriweather Brandon Merriweather yeah. yep great absolutely yeah, numerous, Rogers and, Beckett it gives me okay, it gives me the opportunity to exactly. tell everybody that, that Sammy Smith uh, sends his regards. He won't be able to be there, but he sends his regards from Oxford, Mississippi, and he'll be listening to our broadcast, of course. And, well, friends, that's it for Blue Dart Sports Central. We we'll want to thank you for joining us, and have a great day. This has
2: been an exclusive sports presentation of Salem Media Group Orlando. All rights reserved.